On today's podcast, we're going to be catching up on what's going on in the offseason in Major League Baseball. Welcome in to the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us today are MLB expert, Lucas Jones. Lucas, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Ready to talk some what's going on in the offseason right now. Yeah, it's been too long. Been too long. I want to apologize to everybody. I have been kind of lazy the last couple of weeks, and we do still do podcasts here. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't look because I was depressed, but I think I might have went 2-10 and 10, uh, on my college football picks this week. It was not a very good week for me. But uh, I will get next week's terrible picks out to you all and uh, hopefully try to bounce back. I had two winning weeks in a row, Lucas, and then just it fell on its face. Yeah, hopefully uh, you you guys aren't investing real money. Hopefully not, or hopefully they're just betting against me if they are, because if that's the case, they're making good money. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they've been doing they've been doing well for 10 or 11 weeks now if they've been betting against you. Yeah. Okay, so Lucas, I think the big thing that we need to talk about first is the second biggest guy in baseball, John Carlos Stanton. What do you have for us on Stanton? I I think I heard something about maybe he wasn't willing to waive his no trade clause for a t- couple of teams. Could you expand on that? Well, he's clearly the biggest story right now in baseball. Um everyone's kind of waiting to see what the Marlins are going to do because it's not even set in stone that they're going to trade him. The industry thought is that they are going to because Jeter wants to cut payroll. But today, you know, Jeter had some weird comments kind of like, you know, it's not a given that we're going to trade him. We haven't decided what we're going to do. And then he says he hasn't even talked to Giancarlo Stanton yet. He said he has no need to talk to him unless something comes up where he has to talk to him. And I don't know how, you know, I, I just read that. So I don't know. To me, that sounded like words on paper. That sounded like it didn't sound great. But depending on the context, you know, it could just mean like we have made no decision yet if we're going to keep them or not. So we haven't discussed anything with them. But uh, one of the Boston sports writers reported that a source close to Stanton said that he wouldn't waive his no trade clause for Boston or St. Louis, and all offseason, I pretty much said that I figured he would either go to Boston or Los Angeles. And it sounds like Los Angeles is kicking the tires around on it, which if Stanton knows that the Dodgers are – he's from L.A. If he knows the Dodgers are kicking the tires on it, then he has all the leverage in the world. And if the Marlins really want to trade Stanton, you know, the Dodgers could lowball off from some prospects. Oh, yeah. The Dodgers have the money to burn, and they have the prospects as well. Well, they're already over the luxury tax. Next year, I read that Stanton would cost them $36 million instead of his salary of like twenty-five, just because of the overage charges. I don't think that bothers L.A. too much. They'll obviously get a little bit reduced because they'll probably have to send at least one major league talent back to him. But if it's, you know, if it's Puig, which I don't think Donnie Baseball probably wants Puig. Yeah. That would save a few million bucks if it's Jock, which actually makes sense. Jock and a couple other minor leaguers, you know, they're not going to save a whole lot of money. But, you know, with the, the St. Louis Cardinals can offer probably the best package of prospects. But I don't think Stanton wants to go there. 
and it's not about you know what I've been trying to tell the BFIB and people on Twitter. It's not about what you can offer. This is completely up to Stanton. Absolutely, <laughs> like the Marlins it is. are at his will. They have to take whatever they can get, and I think their number one priority, honestly, is to save money. But you know, if they wanted to sink another twenty-five million dollars into this Marlins team, they could compete. Ozuna, Elik, Yelik, and Stanton are the best baseball outfield. Oh, absolutely, they are. I think they are. They probably combined for you know a lot of it was Stanton, but they probably combined for hundred home runs last year. I think yeah. Stanton, Stanton, and Ozuna probably did that by themselves. You know, 200, 300 RBIs. You know, that's the best. Out, you know, if Jose Fernandez wasn't dead, they probably would have been in the wild card hunt last oh, year. Oh yeah, the season. And you know, if we and Chin didn't get her, I mean, you can do the ifs on every baseball team, but you know, losing Hernandez, he's a five-win player. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just upset at Major League Baseball for approving a sale to the guys that just immediately want to come in and slash the payroll. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, owners have that prerogative, but it's like, mm, it's like now they're going to be bad for another three or four years because if they're going to do a rebuild, it's going to take a while. Hey, if you're going to buy the Miami Marlins, then you need to own the Miami Marlins. And what's more Miami Marlins than doing a fire sale? <laughs> That's that's basically what it is. Like, if they're not going to compete, they might as well just trade everybody. And I know the big names have been Stanton, Gordon, and Martin Prado, but if you're going to trade guys, you know, Ozuna's only got two years left. Yellick's got like four or five, so he could be kept, but he would also bring a lot in prospects. Like, he would get an Adam Eaton deal. Yeah, which, which was, you know, was super great for, for the White Sox. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I think that Stanton to the Dodgers makes the most sense, both financially. I think that's something he would be very open to, being a Southern Cal kid. But uh, one move, moving on to maybe another slugger, uh, J.D. Martinez, his asking price I've heard to be seven years, $210 million. What do you think about that? It's too much. Absolutely. I just got on and baseball it, reference. It's way too much for a National League team because he's already – was he 30? I have his baseball reference page pulled up. Give me one moment. He is 30 years old right now. He's had two, I would say, great years. 2015 in Detroit in this past season. Yeah, he really, you know, man, he had a fantastic season this year. Combined 45 home runs, high batting average, you know, $30 million a year for seven years. For a National League team, you're taking a lot of risk for years 35 through 37. And, you know, the way – I don't know. I, I feel like that's too much. And and just so for what it's worth, that average annual value of $30 million is more than the average annual value of Giancarlo Stanton. Crazy, man. That is absolutely right crazy. So it's like if you're willing to go seven years, 210 on uh, – Martinez, why wouldn't you go 10 years and 280 on Stanton? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But, of course, Stanton's got the leverage, so it's not like you know, any team's got the chance for J.D. Only a handful of teams can realistically get Stanton. You know, he may change his mind and want to go to Boston. They said he doesn't want the cold weather. You know, he might change his mind and decide he wants to put up with the B-Fib. I don't know. You know, and, you know, <laughs> the Angels probably don't have the money for him. The San Francisco Giants, they're kind of in a 
Stanton's kind of like, I would go there, but the Giants are kind of like, do we really want a huge-ass payroll? I don't know. It, you know, I think it's looking – I think it's almost 50-50 that he stays in Miami. Yeah, yeah, and it very well could be. Well, what are your thoughts on where you think – who's going to who's gonna pony up to pay Martinez that kind of money? I have two places in mind. Well, one, I don't think anyone's going to pay him that. That's if high. He gets a 30, if he gets a 30 million average, it's going to be on a four-year deal. And even then, that seems pretty steep, but someone might do it. Um, I think the Astros would be interested. I think San Francisco is probably going to – I think they'd probably rather have Stanton than – Yeah. I think Astros. anybody would. Stanton's out. younger. Stanton hits – Boston – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston, you know, they got the money. They're the AL team that could realistically do seven years. But I, I don't know. My best guess is probably the Astros or Boston. Yeah, I, and I was going to say the Giants or Boston because, man, the Giants lineup year in and year out is just terrible. They always struggle to score runs, no matter. I mean, and it's been that way since you think back to the Lincecum and Kane era. And they have always struggled to score runs. And I just read something today that they're talking about moving Hunter Pence to a part-time playing role. Well, that's if they got Stanton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's which I would probably be the be. same with Martinez, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it would be. But, I, again, I just feel like I just feel like they would take their chances with Stanton over Martinez because Stanton's a couple years younger that, you know, what counts against your salary cap is the average annual value, yeah. not necessarily what the player makes that year. Um, so, you know, they would save a couple million dollars with the – with the Stanton deal, believe it or not, it's just longer. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I, again, I don't think he's going to get $30 million a year unless he signs a short term deal. But, you know, I, again, I think it's Boston or Houston probably. And I don't even know. Houston's probably in the same situation as the Cubs where it's like, they just got Verlander. That's $28 million a year. The next two years, they got to start thinking about these guys that are, Gonna, you know, going to go through arbitration if they can't get him signed long term, like uh, you know Correa and Bregman and uh, Springer. You know they got uh, you know in a couple of years they'll all be going through big arbitration raises. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. So now I want to get into my little segment of uh, seeing red because that's what happens every time I read a Cardinals update. It is like, and I'm sure a lot of Cardinal fans that are realistic can appreciate this, it is like I live in Groundhog's Day as a Cardinals fan. Every winter rolls around, and they get like the big puff of smoke of like, hey, let's distract everybody with David Price or with whatever player they're going after that winter. This winter, it's Giancarlo Stanton, who they're not going to get like they have, didn't get David Price, like they didn't get a handful of other guys that they're always they rumored to be in the mix lacking. for. Hayward Lackey. I mean, but no, there's always that one really big name that they're the Cardinals are in on, and they never get them. And now I'm re I read something from Derek Gold today talking about how they were maybe interested in Carlos Gonzalez, and I just want to bring up the absurdity of if you think that getting Carlos Gonzalez at this point in his career is going to fix your team, you're wrong. Carlos Gonzalez is 32 years old in 2017 playing in Coors Field. He had a negative 0.2 war, 
a 262 batting average, 14 home runs, and 136 games played. So he didn't miss half the season for no, like, those no. numbers to be bad. He just had a terrible year, and like I said, he's 32 years old, and that's going to be what his, fixes the Cardinals? His defense was hurt. Uh, atrocious. I think he made a, a pretty bad play in the wild card game, if I'm not mistaken. If yeah, I, remember right. I believe you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I tweeted about it the other day. I was like, and there's a lot of Cardinals Twitter, you know, happy about, oh, yeah, Carlos Gonzalez, that'd be the perfect guy to invest in for bounce back. I don't Four think years ago. Thing. <laughs> I think he could be better. You know, I was like, man, if this was 2011, go for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was a stud, 40 home runs, 35 steals. He's batting over three. You know, he was in the MVP race for a couple years running. Yeah. And the thing is, he's missed a lot of games. Oh, yeah, he has. He's not exactly the definition of healthy. Um, You know, as a Cubs fan, sign sign Carlos Gonzalez. Do it, you know. Uh, know, And and it's probably going to cost, you know, I don't know, he'd probably sign a two-year deal. He probably wants a four-year deal, but he'd probably do two years, $25 something like that because of the bad season he had. Which I think if he goes that cheap, I think the Rockies would be interested in bringing him back. But oh yeah, if, if the Cardinals is he that much of an improvement over, you know, uh, Piscotty? Yeah, Grichik. You know, maybe fixing some things with Piscotty or Grichik. No, that's twenty five million dollars you can spend on something else. But yeah, and uh, but no, the, Lucas, this does fit my narrative I threw out there of the Cardinals are going to do something like sign Joey Batista and a middle relief pitcher and say that we're fixed. <laughs> so I mean, they're I'm not totally wrong yeah. about this. I mean, the thing is, they do have a chance at Stanton because we don't know for sure if he will say no. I don't think it's looking great like he's going to, but Stanton's not. And I've seen too much stuff on Twitter. Stanton's not going to fix this team by himself. No. But he is going to cost $27, $28 million a season. He's not going to fix that team by himself. Stanton would not have made up the five games or how many ever they finished behind the Cubs. You know, that's not that's not how it works. No, he absolutely wouldn't. But it just it frustrates the hell out of me to see the Cardinals because – I don't know. We we could do a whole show on this, but they are like a bunch of decent puzzle pieces that don't fit together and not doing anything. I I don't know. They they still have the whole Carson Kelly thing. They still have Yadier Molina, three years, sixty million dollars. Uh they still have two years of Adam Wainwright at nineteen million a season. The bullpen, I mean, they let Rosenthal go, uh, who was gonna miss the year. Nicasio's a free agent. They have so many needs that they need to address. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do all of it this offseason. And who, I don't know. They they frustrate the hell out I've of me. I've seen a lot of people also want Hosmer. And as a Cubs fan, that would just make me thrilled if you guys got Hosmer. I love Eric Hosmer, but it doesn't fix the Cardinals' problems. I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like, it's not, that's what's hilarious. It's like that's gonna be your three hole hitter. Dexter Fowler might have more home runs than he does. Uh, Mazeliak is a puppet master genius. He'll like dangle a new shiny toy in front of everybody, and then it's like July before the B fib realized that it didn't work. And uh, 
Like, I mean, it's true. Like, hey, look, we got Dexter Fowler the year before. Hey, we got Mike Leake. Let that ease your problems. We're going to be fine. No, we're not going to be fine because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So looked at the stats. I told everyone after Mike Leake, he's the most average pitcher in baseball. And he was. What did he do? He had two and a half months of fantastic best pitcher in baseball, and then he had six weeks of the worst pitcher in baseball. I was digging around together, and you're fucking average. I was digging around (laughs) on Sports Track the other day, and I'm fairly certain the Cardinals are paying his salary this season. They're paying a good chunk of it. Yeah, like I wasn't sure that they weren't paying the whole damn thing. No, I don't think they are, but they are paying some of it. They didn't get just rid of the full contract. Yeah. But, you know, they're not in a bad, you know, they're not even close to a luxury tax anyways. I don't know how close they want to get to it. Yeah. Uh, no one builds the wit. Probably not as close as uh, the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Dodgers and them, t- and them teams. Oh, look, look, get to look, it. listen. But you can't tell me St. Louis is doesn't have the ability to do that though no listen to this lucas and i want every st louis cardinal fan listening right now to tell me this isn't the truth because this isn't a theory this is facts bill dewitt john mazaliak want to spend enough money to put three million people in the seats every year that's all they care about as long as people show up they buy tickets they you know that looks good for their deal with fox sports midwest they make the tv money they don't I don't think that they truly care about going all in for winning. I think that they want to be good enough and to do just enough to put asses in the seats. That's all they care about is hitting that three million a year mark that they are always boast about. I don't think that they truly care about building a long term or short term contender for that matter, and that's what has led them to where they are right now. Lucas, who is the Astros general manager? Jeffrey Lunau. Who came from St. Louis, correct? Yes. I'm pretty sure that I give Jeffrey Lunau 100% of the credit for the Cardinals being where they were, along with Tony La Russa and Dave Duncan. Because since all three of those guys left, it's been a fucking, excuse me, it has been a downhill slide the whole way. And what has anybody who's with the organization right now proved that they are committed to winning? They're not. They're not. They want to put, they want to put butts in the seats, and they want to sell tickets. They want to sell three million it's, tickets a year. And it, and That's what they to, do. It's hard to have a counter argument to what you say because, you know, I, you know, coming in July, June and July, the Cardinals, you know, Mosaic said, "Oh yeah, we're definitely going to be active. We're going to add some guys at the trade deadline." They didn't add a single fucking player. Yeah, and they were right there, you know, in the hunt the whole year, and they at the All Star break they were leading, the, or they were ahead of the Cubs. The Cubs were five and a half games back of the Brewers and the Cardinals. Yeah, and the All Star break. The only two moves they did were they traded Mike Leake, and then they added Nicasio after the uh, non waiver deadline. Yeah, they added him in September, so he couldn't even be on a playoff roster if they made it. And now they're saying that the Cardinals aren't really interested in Nicasio. And Nicasio's not real interested in coming back to the Cardinals. What are they going to do in the bullpen? Like, they can have all these smoke and I mean, mirrors they're, they're, and the puppet game. but That's in, why I don't think they're going to get Stanton. Because they got to have $60 million to go get Hollander Wade Davis. And I don't think the Cubs are going to chase Wade that hard. Wade Davis wants four years and $60 million. It's out there on the table. Theo says he doesn't want to go four years. He might do three. So it's up to Wade Davis, the team that shows up and goes, we'll do four years and $60 million. We'll probably get Wade Davis. I want no part of Greg Holland. I hope the Cardinals sign Greg Holland. I do. 
I'm oh, if, if I'm the Cardinals, I would go after both of those guys, Lucas. Have you seen their bullpen? Especially when you think that Rosenthal's not going to be there this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could definitely use both of them. That's, <laughs> that's you know, that's, that's you know. And Zach Britton's on the trade dead, or the trade market, apparently. The Cubs and Dodgers are You got to look at the Dodgers. They're not afraid to they'll get two closers. They don't give a shit. They'll oh, yeah. Jensen they'll spend the money. Zach Britton. <laughs> They'll spend the money. But, no, if I'm, I'm Mike not, Gersh, I'm like, okay, well, if I got a little bit of money to play with, I'm going to sign both of them because the back end of that bullpen is going to be awful. And they're not going to address it, and they're going to kind of play around like they're going to address it, and nothing's going to get done. But to me, well, I would I would give Wade Davis, it, it, if I were the St. Louis Cardinals, the, in the position they're in, I would give Wade Davis four years, $60 million today. You know, honestly, if I was the Cubs, I would do that. I know why Theo doesn't want to, but I think he's worth it. But, you know, but I'm not worried like, you know, some of the BFIB and some of the Cardinal fans on Twitter that are just panicked every day, tweeting players and when's something going to happen. I guess that just shows how the clubs have went in two different directions. You know, Theo has done enough over his course of this Cubs career. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about anything because he's going to get the job done. He's going to go do something. He went and got John Lester. He went and got Joe Madden. He went and got Zobrist and Hayward and Lackey and other guys that contributed to the team. You know, he went and got Wade Davis and Chapman. It's like, okay, well, whatever Theo decides to do this winter is going to work. Yeah. And on the Cardinals side of it, I, if, you know, if I was a Cardinals fan, I'd be panicked too because it's like the last three or four years, you guys are going to get David Price, went to Boston, going to get Hayward back went to Chicago going to make some July deadline trades because we're right there ahead of the, in the division. Nothing. You don't make a trade until you don't make a, a major league impact trade until after the guy you get can't even be on a postseason roster. Yep. Yep. Like I said, it's all a big smoke show to distract the BFIB. Dangle a little shiny toy out in front of everybody. And then nothing happens. You look like you tried in the offseason. I have my quotation hands up. You tried in the offseason. But, Lucas, before we get off here, I want to—I have a, a Royals theory for you. Okay, so if I'm the Royals and I can't sign any two of Hosmer, Moustakas, and Kane, then I'm just going into full sale mode. If all those guys sign over $50 million contracts, they're going to have four first-round picks with the uh, qualifying offer compensation picks. So then they have some movable pieces. They have Salvi, Dan Duffy, uh, Kelvin Herrera is going to be a name that's tossed around. Uh, Whit Merrifield had a good year, but they don't really have a reason to trade him. He's probably not going to bring a lot back. So I would just keep him for the fans pretty much. But Salvi, Dan Duffy, and Herrera. Brandon could, Moss. I, can, what, are you, what are we doing with Brandon Moss here? Someone might trade for him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, that's the theory. Is Go get you a rookie A guy. D- trade everything you can and just go full late 2000s Houston Astros. Just complete rebuild. You're going to have four first-round picks. You're going to have money. I don't – I mean, I don't see why if you don't sign those guys back that, I mean, you're just going to waste the rest of the prime of Salvi's career and – Dan Duffy's not going to be worth anything in a couple of years, and you're going to lose Herrera, Kelvin Herrera after this year. So, if you can't sign those guys back, and you're not, I mean, committed to trying to make a winner right now, then just go ahead and do the full rebuild thing. 
I had seen where Dayton Moore was drawing in interest from the Atlanta Braves. Have you heard anything more about that, Lucas? Uh, the Royals ain't going to let him go, the last I heard. Yeah, and I, I can see why and they the wouldn't. The Braves also signed Alex Anthopoulos, so yeah. there's, there's the GM job's not open in Atlanta anymore. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. So Dayton Moore uh, is kind of in the got to do the He's same good. thing all He's over wanted. again. He's good. So, yeah, he just has to put up with a, you know, and they said David Glass is okay with spending some money, but it, uh, they're skeptical about getting any of them three guys back. Like I said earlier in the off, or earlier during the season, they can have Alcides Escobar if they want him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to take very much to get <laughs> but, Escobar back. Yeah, and they're talking about how Lomo wants to play for Kansas City. He was their team growing up, Logan Morrison, and they threw oh. around some other guys like Melky coming back and, like a patchwork team, and it's like, you know what? Just rebuild that son of a bitch. Let you know. Let uh, David Glass save some money for a while. David Glass, you have to give him credit. He's you know everyone always called him a cheap owner, but you know he went for it. Yeah, went yeah, two, absolutely. They won two two straight pennants. So the Royals Royals fans has nothing to hang yeah. their head about, even if they lose you know hundred games next year. I wouldn't hang my head about it. That's just you know david glass was right up there middle of the pack you know like 11th or 12th in payroll so yeah can't hang your head about that i and i mean i think that a a patchwork team i don't think you're doing yourself any favors with a patchwork team it i i don't know you want to put somewhat of a watchable market or a watchable game out there uh product i guess is the word i'm looking for but just sell sell and go for it. I mean, you got you had a good run. Now, if you're going to get four first-round draft picks, then think about all that you can get with uh, Salvi, Dan Duffy, Herrera, some of those guys, and then just really be committed to that rebuild. I agree. But, Lucas, any final thoughts? Nope. I'm ready for some action, though. Oh, me too. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining in. Sorry it's been so long. We're glad to be back. For Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.